I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. I know I'm ready to become the hero. It's time to have fun and nerd out. Uh-oh, Miss Ice returns. Yeah, she's going to have an update on her journey to fame and stardom as an author. Oh, yes. We will all say we knew her when. Captain Influence is alive, by the way. He's going to be sharing his derecho chronicles. And of course, you know, we'll talk about what we're watching and listening to and drinking and gaming and uh, let's rock it. Welcome back, Skag Lickers. Uh, sorry, that I don't know where that came from. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. I'm The Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence, and I don't understand men either. Oh. And I'm Miss Ice, and Nihigam uh, Dothenga. Oh. What uh, does that you? translate, I don't understand women either? In nope. Irish? I don't understand your language. Actually, I think I messed up. Uh-oh. <laughs> is that what you Nail. said? <laughs> See, Irish is so hard. You can't find anybody to talk to you in Irish in of course. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, can't wait to true. talk to you about that later on in the show and find out why you're doing it. That's awesome. All your Irish speak. I don't even know Irish. Oh, I bet it has to do with the book, though. It does have to do with the book. Okay. Wait, so Irish sense. is an actual language and not just a accent? Shows my cousin completely... said the exact same thing to me this weekend. Yeah, I mean, yes. I don't, I'm ignorant apparently here. Or uh, let me rephrase that. Yeah. Naive, naive. I don't know. I didn't know. Irish is its own language. Wow. Okay, the things we learn yeah, but, on this show. I know. See, right? and I, I knew that because, you know, Enya is from Ireland, right? Remember Enya? Mm-hmm. Remember, the, remember oh, her? Yeah. I don't know what oh, she's yeah. doing remember, anymore. Remember but... her? Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember Enya? I and, love uh, Enya. I've always been a huge Enya fan since yeah, high school. And um, yeah, I'm lame like that. But No, I, I like in, her too. In, and in other ways. Yeah. But a lot of her songs are in what I thought would was considered Irish Gaelic. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's what I'd always read. It was Irish Gaelic as opposed to Scottish Gaelic. But mm-hmm. you have, uh, Emily, you're, you're, you've got some information or clarification on that? I don't know if it's a ton of clarification, but I think the way that you said it is probably the best way to distinguish them where there's Irish Gaelic and Scottish Gaelic. And even though there's like this underpinning Celtic, you know, language or commonality, they're actually distinct. Wait, so Irish Gaelic, Scottish Celtic, explain all No, Irish Gaelic, Scottish Gaelic, but they are of the Celtic languages. Oh, so the Celtic is an overarching language. Is yeah, like, like it's a root language, a root language. Root, yeah, like oh. Latin, kind of. Okay, and then wait, wait, wait. So then, do the Irish Gaelic, Scottish Gaelic, are those all like actual separate languages, or are they different dialects or interpretations? I mean, this is where it gets on. I know, kind of confusing. Yeah, I know this asking. is where. Well, no, and <clears throat> I've done a little bit of learning into the Scottish Gaelic and there's a lot of similarities, but there are also a lot of differences. Like the same word spelled out is both pronounced differently and can mean different things in different contexts. So So it kind of reminds me of like Spanish versus Portuguese. Actually, that's funny because Spanish and Portuguese are the other two that I'm learning on Duolingo right now. And there are 
a lot more differences between those two than there are between Irish and Interesting. Gaelic. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, aren't you a learned scholar? Bad gum. Well, you know, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, though, just for a little extra, Enya, going back to her, has has done a bunch of different languages within her music, you know, including mm-hmm. English, of course, Irish, Latin, Welsh, Spanish, French, Japanese, Gaelic, etc. So interesting. So, but yeah, we're not entirely sure then which song is which, but there you go. So we'll, mm-hmm. and you know, this is fa- I, I actually love languages, but I was Me too. unaware of what you just educated us with today. So I appreciate it. It is what nice. it is. It is what it is. I appreciate that. I totally use that wrong. And that's okay because I wanted to bring attention to that phrase right <laughs> no. now. It's Did one you those, really use it wrong? <laughs> well, kind of because I mean, usually people use it like, oh, you know, like you should, you would have said, what can oh, you quarantine, do? Quarantine. Oh yeah, it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a phrase that thank you, Captain, for bringing that up. Oh yeah. You're like, hey, let's talk about, let's use that as our catchphrase today. And I thought, dude, that is so appropriate because everybody's using that right now for various yeah. reasons. I find it fascinating. It is what it is, is a phrase that I can't think of another phrase that is more applicable to answering whatever is in life, you know, like, like, like just everything is what it is. Right. I mean, it's like, you can use that phrase in so many applications and conversation, but it gets annoying after a while. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what the thing that fascinates me is that I never said that until I was in my mid thirties. And how did I go through that far in life without using that phrase or hearing it very often? Oh, that's I mean, a good question. Right. You hear it a lot these days because, again, it makes so much sense to say it. I mean, when you, when you can't really explain anything else, well, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, what because are you going to do, right? When you're young and naive, you still think you have control and then... Boom, you realize you don't, and it is what it is. <laughs> but okay, so that that is a really good point there, but then do we also start to go from the I'm going to do what I can to overcome this versus oh, I'm just getting older and oh well, I'm just giving up on life and becoming a no, teacher. No, I don't I don't think so. Although that's a really good that's really astute, Brian, but I it's a complete mystery to me. I I mean, it's 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 a phrase that we should all have been hearing everyone around us say from conception essentially. So I would equate it to like also saying I'm fine where you're using the phrase in order to avoid having to fully describe something. And so like for me, I think I would go to where Brian is going, where as soon as I started recognizing that I was saying it, I had to start examining (laughs) why I was saying it and, and like take the time to actually explain something so that I could understand it myself. Otherwise it's Uh. kind of like, you're just giving up. Maybe you guys have a point then. Maybe I have just given up and you're bringing that to my attention. Maybe that is it. Maybe my Don't psyche has up. just kind of, my psyche has gotten old and flabby like me. Never give and, up. Uh, Never surrender. <laughs> I was I was just going to say that because last week our title was Be Informed, Be Curious or whatever. Yeah, Be Curious uh-huh. and Be Informed. to be our new title. <laughs> Which one? Never give up. Never surrender. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> I love it. That is just still one of my favorite quotes of all time, by the way. It's a good one. Yeah. You, you know, that's from Galaxy Quest for, for those of you who are like, yes. what? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I yeah. recently watched that. Oh, actually. yes. Fresh in my mind. Still holds up. Still holds <sighs> up. I love that movie. Mm. Never give up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's like, we are the means from the Ecleptoon Nebula. We need your help. Okay. It's just so much on. fun to talk like that. <laughs> I know. 
You know, what's funny is I saw the actor that played Mathis, that guy that I was just uh-huh. imitating. I think he was in a monk episode actually. And I'm just like, he looks so familiar <laughs> to me, but I don't recognize him at all. You know? And I'm thinking like, I don't recognize his voice. And, and at one point well, and monk he was smiled. In that too. Oh yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was Fred. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh. That's true. Oh, that's hilarious. I totally, he was awesome. Oh my gosh. He's like, uh, I think if we, we take the thermocupular or whatever, he's like, he had no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, group, group hug, everyone. And he was, I forgot he was in that. So Mathis, the guy that played him, was in a Monk episode. And, and the only reason I even recognized him was because he smiled. Oh, you know how yeah, Mathis but, smiles. There's like yeah. a very just unique smile. I went, oh my gosh, wait, that's, that's, is it Mathazar? Sorry, Mathazar. I'm saying, I'm saying Mathis. Anyway, yeah, we're like, that's him. That's him from Galaxy Quest. Well, the problem is, is he really changed his voice to do that Thermian voice. It was really, really cool because his normal voice doesn't sound a thing like that. It's, it's awesome. Funny. I bet he had a lot of fun playing that character too. Oh, I bet I mean, everybody just, had a great time with that movie. I could, I could go around talking to people in that voice forever and <laughs> it would just be so much fun. And so it'd be so, uh, you know, just, yeah, or no, no, I wouldn't do that. Release a whole nother galaxy quest movie. That's just outtakes <sighs> from film. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think oh, it would man. be neat if they did a second one as kind of a galaxy quest, you know, 21 years later or whatever. The problem is though, would it kill the first up. one? Yeah, that's that's what I would do. And, and not to mention, why ruin Alan a good thing? Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting for somebody to remake the movie Alien because no. they're going to someday no, and ever. they're going to ruin it. I know no, they're don't just going to ruin it. Yeah, don't do that. That's not a movie that needs to be remade. No, not at all. It's a one-off. What is okay? Good question. What is the best movie you can think of that had a remake that ruined it? Is there one? Do people remake really good movies? Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, there's got to be a Ghostbusters. Yes, Ghostbusters is one. That wasn't a remake, though, right? Yeah, it was. was Oh, true. That's true. No, it was a reboot. It actually was because I would call that a remake. It was because no, no, it was a reboot, not a remake. Like JJ's Star Trek wasn't really a remake of any Star Trek. It was just like a reboot of the universe. Sure. Yeah, so it was a reboot. Because I think that happens a lot where the reboots ruin the original but is there like a remake where they genuinely try to just recreate that original movie? There well, has to be. Dune is coming out this year. Yes. And it will be a and remake of the original. That's true. That, that will is be a true. good test. And that's a fantastic yeah. movie. And I don't care how cheesy people think it is. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. I don't know though. Yeah. That's a really good question because the there are even better. Which what? one? <laughs> the book is even better. Oh, I know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> but I, I like the movie too though. I know. So that's it. See, no, that's a really good question is we should come up with a list that we can share next week of movies that were fantastic the first time around. And then they actually not a reboot, but an actual remake to, you know, make it better. And it ended up sucking. Yeah. How about total recall? I I never saw the new one. Yeah. That's That's a remake. Yes. And that didn't, I don't think that totally, I I didn't hate. There were aspects of it that were really cool just because we had the technology yeah. to yeah. do some of those things, but the storyline was not there. Was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah that, and I never and, saw it. The, the second and the one. remake, did they even go to Mars? I don't think with I Colin Farrell, so. right? Yeah, I yep. don't even think they went to Mars in the second, in the remake. <sighs> I don't know. Boy, we um, got off on a tangent, Judge, didn't we? Judge yes, Dredd we is one too. <laughs> we were not planning on this. This oh, is not on our list. <laughs> Lion King. They just remade <laughs> Lion King. They didn't Wait. ruin that though. But, and I never saw the new one either. Yeah, didn't they, didn't they just do a live action version? It was, yeah, it was yeah, uh, still it's a remake. True. 
true. Yep, yeah, that's a good point. That one was actually really good. Okay, we let's make this a topic for next week. I think this would be a lot of fun that we could go through and just kind of talk about all those and <gasps> see what we have to come back oh, again to talk no. about. Well, actually, maybe it'll be a couple of weeks because <laughs> you can't be on next week. That's right. I can't. Ben Tastic. It, it is what it week. is, Brian. It is what it I is. Mean, yeah, yeah. So go. Okay. Going back to that phrase, which is where we were, which is awesome. <laughs> I do find that that's one of those phrases in a moment where, you know, you're in an impossible situation. Okay. Take COVID, for example. Right now, most <laughs> of us. Yeah. Stop coughing. You, 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 you're a disease, hey, Miss Ice. It is what it is. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Most of us cannot control what's going on in the world around us right now. Some of us can most because of we're scientists and you know, whatever you can do whatever if you're listening to the show, but, they can. but most of us cannot control some of that stuff. And so by saying, okay, it's with us, we can make the best of it, but it is what it is. You can't control it, right? That's, That's right. To me, that makes sense as using that phrase in a way that is actually positive. It releases us from the pressure, mm-hmm. burden, stress, fear, everything else worry or whatever you want to call it. It releases us from that. Yeah. Now, if you're saying like, well, I'm in this crappy job that I hate and you know, they're not paying me enough and they don't respect me and oh, well, it is what it is. That's more of giving up. That goes back to what you were saying, Messias, where you're saying. I can totally get on board with that. Yeah. Good point, dude. I've never thought to analyze that phrase like you just did. So very well. I didn't either until just right now. Did you expect (laughs) anything else from our trio conversation? (laughs) I don't even know where that came from. It was just like, well, actually, you know how it is. I like it. I do too. So there you go. If you use that phrase, Captain. (laughs) Wait, already? Oh, I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Just make sure to use that phrase in a way that is uplifting. It's it's uplifting yourself too. We want you to feel good about yourself. Never give up. Never Never surrender. surrender. Full speed ahead. All right. So here's the deal. There's smoke. There's fires everywhere here in Colorado right now. I know there's some in California and. Ugh, we need rain so badly. Well, apparently, Captain, you got all the rain. Des Moines was <laughs> completely wiped off the map. Iowa's gone, right? There's nothing left in the state of Iowa, right? You're, you're underground. Well, everyone lives bunker? underground now. Yeah. yeah okay. Bunker. We all have basements here. So yeah, well, we're you know, all in you, our basements. You got a fallout shelter because you've been playing a lot of Far Cry. One of not those. yet. I'm building one. Oh, no, okay, it's, okay, it's on okay, my okay. it's on my bucket list after the boat, which I have the not gotten yet. The real question is, gotcha. how are you charging your phone? Oh, with I'll no tell power? I'll go into that. Oh, did, thanks for asking. Did you ever see that uh, that show Revolution? Okay, so anyway, moving forward. I podcasted for that one. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs> okay, all right. So you're alive and Iowa is still there. And you're yeah, fine. Yeah, you know, but to whatever believe degree, it or not, you can say Iowa <laughs> is there. Believe it or not, a week later, oh uh, well, when when this show airs, it will be a week and a half later. There are still people without power in oh Iowa. Oh my gosh, that's sad. That's how much surprise me at all. How much? How how many trees fell over on old, you know, uh, old above ground power lines? Because wow. that's most of the state. Rural power lines uh, and and within the city as well. Our neighborhood is older. We've got all above ground electricity. A lot of old big trees from the 1960s or whatever when when they were planted. Our particular house, we got very lucky. We got power back the next morning, so we were only without power for less than 24 hours. But we didn't get internet back because our internet hub, they still hadn't fixed the power for wherever the internet comes from in our local area mm-hmm. until that Thursday evening. Oh, wow. So I was without internet. I couldn't work for four days wow. because of that. And so I worked all weekend to start getting caught up. We we're very lucky. We we're very grateful that we do have power and internet now. And to answer Miss Ice's 
little hint about uh, how do we power our phones without power? Well, I had uh, uh, several months ago when Iran was was acting up a little bit, I got a little bit of a prepper kick uh, <laughs> nice. and I went on Amazon and bought um, a little little uh, camping stove that you uh, put twigs in. You keep a little fire going in this little in this little can, and there's this little aluminum thing that sticks into the fire, and the heat from the fire not only can you cook stuff on it, but that heat also powers a little battery that you can charge your phone with. Holy cow! Yeah, that and, is and, awesome. And, you know, if the battery is completely dead now, ideally you'd take you would take this thing camping and you would charge the the battery pack that attaches to it before you go camping, and that way you'll have something to plug your phone in just to keep it fully powered the whole time you're out camping. But in an emergency, if you have no power, you can make a little bit, it's a few watts of power with this little camping stove. And, uh, and you know, we didn't have it pre-charged. So I can tell you that it charges your phone maybe like 1% every five minutes. So it's a really slow charge, but it's in an emergency, it's something. Now, a lot of you are like, dude, in a real emergency, you wouldn't have 911 to call. Well, true, if it were apocalyptic, you're probably right. but in a power outage situation and your phone's dead for like several days, if you really need to call somebody, it's an option. So, so yeah, we were out that evening before we got power back, you know, testing out our little stove and plugging our phones into it. That <laughs> is it so kind of cool. Like that's yeah. something I would it legitimately nerd out on. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a cool idea, you know? And if you're up in yeah. the mountains or something, dude, and who cares about it? 911. You just need music to listen to. On your yeah, phone. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That is so, really cool. So, uh, you know, so people are without power still. I have one story to tell you about the, the Rachel day on Monday the 10th. That was, uh, we were, so after power went out, after the storm had passed, our neighbor across the street was out on his roof with a, or roof to all you other people out there. Roof. Uh, he was out on his roof with a, with a chainsaw because he, uh, one of his big oak trees out back had, had, had one of the, this huge branch had fallen on his roof. And he had roof damage. Uh, his shingles were missing and stuff. So he had it pretty bad. But he was up there with his chainsaw after the fact. And he was just, just sawing away. And my wife and I were kind of sitting reading in the living room right across the street. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there and, the, and we hear the chainsaw stop. And all of a sudden, we hear this. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh, no. And then this woman screams at the top of her lungs oh, like, no. ah! And, and no, I'm laughing now because it's all, it's all good, folks. It's all good. Oh, okay. uh, we just shot up off the couch and we're looking across the street and going, oh my God, did someone just fall off the roof? Or Clearly, all the signs were that somebody fell off the roof. So we waited and we waited. I mean, there were, there were lots of people there. I mean, it wasn't just, it wasn't like, why didn't you call 911? Trust me, if something, something had happened, someone would have called 911. Sure. We waited, waited, no ambulance, nothing, nothing, nothing. About 30 minutes later, the chainsaw starts up again. <laughs> He's back up on the roof. So I don't know what happened. We don't know our neighbors. I don't. I don't know if he got if he fell and got hurt, or if a big branch fell and his wife thought he had fallen. I don't know what happened. No one got hurt. Everything's fine. That's why I can laugh about it now. So oh, that's awesome. So from a yeah. timing perspective, how long after the storm stopped was he up there on the roof? That's even funnier. He got on the roof to assess the situation. <laughs> and start dealing with it before the rain had even stopped. It oh my was gosh. pouring rain. <laughs> it was still dangerous. even kind of windy. Yeah. And he was up on his roof messing with that stuff. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, that was a little odd. But the 
supposed fall happened after the storm had passed. And yeah, it was just a it was just a nice adventure that cost me a lot of work hours. Um, but yeah, we can we can look back at it and go, you know, it was what it was. <laughs> exactly. And you got to make the best of it. And you had your little twig burning camp stove that powers your phone. So you're good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. I was actually I wondering feel, about I, that. I feel really bad for all the grocery, you know, the, the, the handful of grocery stores in the city and also especially the ones out in, in the country that they, I mean, I, I've, I've read that a lot of grocery stores had to chuck a bunch of their perishables oh, because they, because they were out without power for multiple days and, yeah. you know, they ran out. I don't know if they had a generator or not. I don't know, but, but yeah, I, I just feel really, my heart goes out to everyone who still doesn't have power. That's got to really oh, suck. I know that's terrible. You know, yeah, I, that's how, terrible. how do you keep all the stuff you have in freezers and mm-hmm. everything? I mean, I've got a whole bunch of New York strips in my freezer that, oh, oh what a suck to have use to, those things. You'd have yeah. to grill those up right away. Yeah, exactly. Turn them into jerky <laughs> if you had many. to. <laughs> that's oh true. That's gosh. true. Oh, Invite yeah, the neighbors over. That is terrible that a week and a half without power. I mean, that's that's yeah. scary, actually, because that can well, cause a lot just, of problems. That just shows the magnitude of the of the event. Sure. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like we were when I was my wife and I were watching the storm as it was happening, and it was straight line winds out of the north, eighty mile an hour plus yeah. for like twenty minutes straight. Yeah. Well, we had like, what <laughs> we had that derecho come through here. You know, when, were you yeah. here or was it? No, I was in Casper, Wyoming. That's when right. That hit. It was and, right before you and, came. Yeah, and up there it was not. I mean, it was part of the derecho system, but I was not. Yeah. It wasn't really a derecho up there. It was just a really quick storm front hit, and then yeah, you know, a typical thunderstorm. And we had the so. sustained hundred mile hour plus winds here, but yes. that's one thing where it's like I am so thankful, and we take this for granted all the time because we don't think about it until you hear about storms like what you went through and the or snow- a hurricane. Yeah, a hurricane or the snowpocalypse that Podcast Overlord went through years right. back when it just like destroyed and cut everything out for for days, you know, state of emergency. And that is our city planners back in the 60s said, "Let's bury the power lines and all the internet lines and everything like that." And everyone's like, "You guys are crazy." <laughs> it, was the 60s? it was the 60s. And everyone's like, "You're crazy. Uh, Why would you do that?" Well, they did it back in the 60s and ever since then. I mean, we have a few power lines above ground. But yeah. the city itself is mostly underground and it's just like, yeah, when you have storms like that or two foot snows, we'd all be without power too. So it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for that. And we take it for granted. It's such a common thing in the Midwest, especially to have, and I'm probably out East too, where you have a bunch of old construction, yeah, really decades old established neighborhoods that it's, it's too expensive to retro all of that power grid to underground after the fact. And yeah. so they just kind of cross their fingers and hope that, you know, that these big storm events that happen once every several years, they're just like, well, it is what it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, we'll just deal with it as it comes. And we're not going to spend the billions of dollars to upgrade our infrastructure and put everything underground where it belongs. So, I feel like they, as they upgrade it or as you go through a storm, you then start to bury new things. Yeah, new construction, yes. Yes, yeah. and then As some of the old grow, stuff, you work through it eventually, like one little step maybe. at a time. But yeah, I don't know. It's that's expensive, that's a tough one. time-consuming, yeah. and puts everyone out yeah. of place. But yeah, it does. It is funny, though, thinking back, like all of our veins and organs and blood is on the inside of our body, and yet... <laughs> Under the skin. <laughs> they thought, oh, I have an idea. Let's take all of these wires and stick them outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's a really, really good point there, and a good picture, by the way. Running power lines and stuff about on these on these poles that are sticking thirty feet above the ground, 
for miles and miles is so much easier than digging trenches. Oh yeah. You know, for miles and miles that, you know, it's just, Totally valid point. That, that's like, yeah. you know, cable management with a computer or like, why did we even have skin in the first place? Going back to what you're saying, it's like, <laughs> could have just strung all of our nerves and veins and yeah. arteries and everything out. It's so much easier to see when like a tumor is growing. Yeah. You're just walking oh. around doing your thing. And oh man, do you imagine every time I'm somebody really, bumps you, your nerve I think hits? You gotta get oh. that thing looked at. Yeah. I'm look really, it. really digging the biology analogy to this yeah, uh, yeah. whole thing, right? Oh, I mean, that's just, where'd yeah. that come from? It's beautiful. <laughs> Where did they come from? Do you want to know where I it mean, came from? Whenever I think about like wiring, that's always what I think of is like oh. what's inside of the human body. So like because a house, the way that your electricity works, it's very much like the veins of your house. Yeah, but we don't right. show you your the veins. Yeah. And yet we do just about everywhere else. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, this is the Boy. author in her, the creative mm. person. And by the way, we, we need to know what's going on with your books because I know you're going to become famous soon. And I mm-hmm. hope that you remember those of us that have been your friends long before you became famous. <laughs> I'm glad especially, you guys have confidence in me. Especially those of us of who read your books before anyone else are you, did. Are you kidding? Yeah. You're going to be successful. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> what you choose will determine your success as far as how much, but I know your books will be successful one way or the other because they're good. Thank you. Even yeah, though I didn't finish them all because I'm just not a reader. <laughs> but I liked well, what well, I read. Well, that's the thing. By the time they get into your hands. <laughs> well, The one that Tony read was super two. long that well, that's I, the one I was trying to read and I just couldn't get through it because it was too long yeah, but sure. if you split it up then it's like you know it, it's like um, it's like Reader's okay. Digest or whatever I can handle those I can handle you know cliff notes and stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding really I do want to read your book though because I was very fascinated you know maybe I should just do that and say screw it I'm just going to read it anyway I know wait till it comes out yeah, then read, the, read the finish, yeah read the finished okay. uh, draft because I still have the original copy too Oh, do you? Oh, of course I do. I, I never got rid of it. Why yeah, would I get rid of it? Sarah, Sarah read it. Yeah. And she gave me a ton of good feedback, just like Tony did. And yeah. those beta readers were so instrumental in helping me. Kind it, of and it's a good thing now. that you got advice from people other than me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you your, your best advice was, you're going to have to split this up. <laughs> exactly. Which you did anyway. And you didn't listen yeah. to me. You listened to your editor, which was funny. Well, that's right. okay. That's okay. Well, the thing is, I never doubted that it was super long, but it's so hard to like, I mean, if even if you think about TV shows, you know, your favorite TV shows, there are so few that do such a good job at consistently delivering on their story year after year. And that's you. And that's usually our frame of reference for it. Yeah. For series. But yeah. you know, and when you write it all at once, you think it's one book. Yeah. <laughs> at, oh, I have a, strategy to split this up into four but anyway yeah sometimes it just takes the right person saying the same thing that someone else said yeah i know that right i understand that right and by the way we're going to do everything in our power to promote it because i believe in you and i want you to succeed so you know you're you're getting that much one way or the other i appreciate that a lot you deserve it well and overall you know i just i love telling stories and like i love reading stories so Mm -hmm. entertaining people and giving some people things to read and think about is definitely like my highest priority with this. Have fun. Yeah. You know, I'm glad. So where are you at with it right now? Well, okay. So the last time we talked, I think I was like very disheartened by all of the delays issues with my editor. Is yeah. that right? Oh yeah. yeah Cause bit, you were yeah. like trying to get on the case and like hurry up and yeah. Yeah. Like she was just going so slow. We had done so little over the course of five months and, and originally we had, 
scoped it out so that we'd be done editing by like the beginning of June. Okay. And so it was super disheartening, but I had a conversation with my project manager who had a conversation with my editor and we got on the right track. And And so like in the first couple weeks of getting on the right track, I think we did more than the last five months combined. Wow. So <laughs> we are on the right trajectory now. It's still another five months out, but I feel so much better about it. Like my whole thing was, I just want to make progress. I just want to be doing this. This is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And so... I feel so much better about Good. it. Good. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Now, so you're going to tell us about your Duolingo adventures mm. and you're learning Irish. And I am learning Irish. And you're learning it for the sake of the book, right? A little bit and a little bit just because like I wanted to learn another language and I kind of know Spanish. Like I took Spanish in high school and I can ask where the bathroom is and if you want me to turn left at the next corner. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like there, the the thing that I always said about Spanish was like, I understood Spanish better after I understood English better. I was an English major in college. And so learning about grammar, syntax, phonetics, you know, that really helped me understand Spanish better. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so what I realized so much is that, you know, the the language you may grow up learning has a total effect on the way that you speak, right? It seems right. so obvious when I say it, but yeah. then I I didn't really take the time to incorporate that into my book. So mm-hmm. like learning about how Irish is structured and how people say words has like this huge new impact on the way I write dialogue. Interesting. Huh. So yeah, so then since you're learning about all this with Duolingo, you're going to be rewriting certain sections of dialogue in the book? Yeah, so as we're going through the editing process, I'm tweaking certain things here and there because I wouldn't say that like all Irish people, even in the time period where my book starts, they didn't only speak Irish. It's still like one of the dying languages of our world. Mm. Right. And so it's not It's not like they exclusively spoke Irish and nothing else. There are rural regions where I'm sure that is the case, but it's definitely not totally the case. So it's, I wouldn't say that it's exclusively that way, but it is, there are aspects of it, you know, that will undoubtedly have an influence in the way that a community, right, decides to use the English language. Right. Interesting. Duolingo, I feel like they do a pretty good job of, helping you learn another language, but there are so many limitations, like especially with Irish, because a lot of the other courses will have you speak like phrases back to it and it has to recognize whether you said it correctly. Yeah, that's right. Like a babble or what's another one? uh, Let's want to do a lingo. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. Yeah. And so like for... I, or for Spanish and Portuguese, I do that a lot, but for Irish, they don't have that techni- uh, or they don't have that sort of recognition. Voice recognition, yeah. yeah. So huh. there are a ton of limitations. <laughs> Plus, not to ba- imagine, like I said earlier, like there's there are so few people who actually speak it in my immediate vicinity that I have no opportunity to like converse with anyone. So my right. conversational skills are very low, but I can read in Irish now. Interesting. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that'd be yeah, like it's so saying cool. that you can read in Mandarin all of a sudden. Right. Just, yeah. Wow. And I mean, like, it, there's just nothing like it. Like, to uh, knowing where I started, you know, like learning these words like woman, ban, and man, far. You know, huh. you go from man, woman, girl, boy to I can read, I will make dinner for us tonight, you know, and without mm-hmm. even thinking about it. It's just interesting. Really cool and fun. That's cool. 
Now, you said you're doing Spanish and Portuguese. Are you, based on your second book, which we haven't Mm -hmm. talked about, that I really hope you do publish, which takes place in that region, the Iberian Peninsula, a lot of it, are you going to incorporate what you learned there into that book? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of why I've been trying to learn Turkish as well. Turkish Ah, is is hard. I mean, I would probably equate that to the level of difficulty that Irish is. There's just like Mm. no common language like we were talking about how celtic brings irish and gaelic together yeah Mm -hmm. i think that turkish is a language isolate like korean you know where there's just no similarities to any other language so it's just so different huh but still fascinating i mean that's what i've been loving about learning these languages especially like under quarantine is like it just explodes my mind with all of these things about like you can think of the people who grew up knowing these languages and how they speak. And I can almost understand accents like uh, fractured English better because I know where they're coming from. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Isn't that amazing oh. how that works? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same so way when I was learning Mandarin too. It's like I understood broken Chinese, broken English better because of that. Mm-hmm. Because of learning their language which was in- interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Languages well, are I appreciate. Fun. I appreciate how you're approaching this, yeah. Ice, and your attitude about it. You're not just going out there to learn another language because I'm going to go to Acapulco next summer and I want to learn a little bit of Spanish, like so mm-hmm. many people do, right? They just they mm-hmm. pick they try pick that up and even and and half of them fail uh, after the first week. But the approach you're 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 taking on a couple of pretty obscure languages, and the approach you're taking is very it's just a kind of a, a unique attitude towards it. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. That's cool. That's fun. I highly recommend it. I'm still just using the free version, but I'm seriously considering going pro just because I've gotten so much out of the app. And ah, it, yes. It would be nice to support them, but mm-hmm. it's so great because it, it reminds you to take your lesson every day. It, you, you have to actually do very little every day to just keep a streak going, but I probably do three to four times as many. Like I, I shoot of for three minimum. to four. Yeah, like the min over the minimum. Right. And I'm like on 337 days now, nice. uh, a streak of 337 days. And it just like becomes so much a part of your day. And so I don't know, it's easy to make a habit out of it and just another extra thing that, you know, keeps your mind engaged. Well, cool. and it's useful too. I mean, at time, I mean, you're using, of course, more for the books, but also for interest too. But it's useful, like you were talking about, Tony, if you're just going to be traveling around i mean not just for a week but it's like why not get to learn different you know mm-hmm. learning yeah. different languages helps you in so many different ways too i mean i think there's a lot of expansion of the brain and, and understanding mm-hmm. of others that goes into it so yeah it, it's totally oh, worth it yeah understanding other cultures because it doesn't yeah. just like it inadvertently teaches you about the culture too because it, it uses it uses very obscure words or phrases from yeah that culture like I'm not going to be able to pull anything out of Irish, but I mean, they often don't have like specific enough words like color. Uh, so pink in Irish is banderg, which is white pink or sorry, white red, which means pink, you know? And so there are a lot of combo words and you end up learning more about like the culture through that mm-hmm. thinking yeah. about how they talk about things. That's cool. Crazy, right? Yeah. Crazy, it, it, like- Crazy and fun. It's so fun. So fun. Well, thanks for sharing all that. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm so excited for your book as well. And I'm excited that things are coming together more and you're happier with it. 
Yes. So good, good. Do now, do you have an expected release date yet? Not yet. Okay. Unfortunately, it seems like it's going to be Christmas time. Okay. And well, I say unfortunately right. just because like that's when that's everything like, else comes. That's but. right around the corner though. Yeah, it so is. that's exciting. Away. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. No, no worries. You know, take your time. Get it done right. Yep. That's the goal. Get and it no, done right. Doesn't matter anymore because the, everybody's staying at home anyway. So. Exactly. But it'll be stocking stuffers. Stocking stuffers. Seriously? No, <laughs> I have one more question related to the book. Have you picked out any any cover art yet? Well, I it's am be a picture working. of you with your abs, Tony. <laughs> that wouldn't be appropriate, Brian. <laughs> I am very close to finalizing it, but that actually reminds me that I haven't gotten back to my um, designer. So thank you for the reminder. I'm going to yeah, write welcome. that down right now. <laughs> yeah, super <laughs> important. Get to work. Make work your favorite. No, that'll be really fun. Talk to Dan. Okay. Thank you. And by the way, can you send us the design when you have it? Because I just want to see I it. I cannot. Dang it. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> uh, I understand. It is it's what okay. it is, Brian. It is what it, it is. is. What it, it is. is what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go cry <laughs> myself to sleep tonight. But other than that, oh, you know what I'm excited about right now <laughs> is this idea of portable podcasting. Okay, so you you know what it's like, Miss Ice, because you know you kind of joined the ranks of podcasting. It was around the same time that I I moved from radio to podcasting, mm-hmm. and I mean at the time it was like okay, you got to have all this equipment and you got to do all this stuff and. Let me rephrase this. There were portable setups, but they didn't sound as good as, you know, the the nice, more extensive setups. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can go super portable with the same sound as the extensive setups. And I, I guess this has been, you know, this isn't like brand new as of right this moment, but I didn't know about it because, you know, here I am just kind of minding my own business with my huge, amazing setup and having a good time. And, you know, I've had this since the radio days. And so why not just keep it? And then I hear about the Roadcaster Pro and there's another, um, oh, I'm totally spacing the name of something else. It's actually really, really good for streaming and stuff, but there's another, another really cool piece of equipment and you know, they're super portable. They have their own little bag. And so, you know, you can travel with them and it's a, it's a mixer, but it's an all built in one mixer has its own micro SD so that you can record your podcasts into this actual mixer instead of having to record into your computer or an, you know, an external recorder. And it has all of the cool, you know, sound effects, compressors, and I'm not going to go into the, the, the terminology for that. You know, I don't want to go over people's heads, but it has all of those cool things that we do to make it sound good that are separate pieces of hardware. It's all built into one thing. And also it plugs directly into your computer and allows you to have like people hear you and hear everything you need them to hear. Anyway, the point is everything in this mixer is what I have in multiple different pieces and it is incredible. And I just thought, oh my gosh, so, you know, I can get this, I can use it anywhere, you know, if we're just chilling somewhere or when travel becomes normal again, or, you know, if I start doing the recording on location stuff again, like I really want to, it's beautiful and it'll sound amazing. Do you have <sighs> to have so a crazy. good internet connection to use it properly or if you, you are record stuff and then if you're doing stuff like we do over discord or Skype or zoom or whatever, then yes. But if but, you're like just recording people in the same room. You don't need an internet connection at all. I see. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's okay. so cool though, but I guess I'm just so excited to see where technology has come. I know, know from, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. about like how we used to have to set up in order to record for TV talk back in the day. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, it was a lot you know. of work and it was a lot of little mm-hmm. and honestly to sound the way we needed to sound. There were a lot of things that you needed and you had to learn right. how to set them up and you had cables and like, okay, 
massive cable management that is not managed very well. <laughs> but I mean, but this I mean, is literally I, I suppose, like plug and play. It's amazing. Right. And this is like, and this is where the world is going. So just like we saw computers get smaller and smaller and more condensed now, yeah. all the other stuff is coming right along with it. It's just neat. I mean, I really am. It's very neat. I'm thankful. And also, you know, I, I've talked about doing the whole video thing. And in fact, it's so funny, you know, you brought up that, that camp stove thing. And I just thought, you know, one of the things that I really would love to do on YouTube is review stuff because I like, re- I mean, we review movies and TV mm. shows and games and it's like that little camp stove. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to review that. That would be so much fun. You know, I don't mm. know. I just, tr- I totally nerd out on that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it's like when it comes to creating a YouTube channel, which I'm working on, you know, and, and basically filming and doing all of that stuff too, you can get all of the insane equipment. You can buy the giant lights that are on these massive tripods. You know, you can buy the camera. I mean, there's so much stuff you can buy and it's ridiculously expensive or you can start off, you know, until you have the money to do better things. You can start off with an iPhone, hopefully 10 or 11, which has pretty dang good 4k recording quality. It's mm-hmm. not perfect, but it, you know, it, it looks good. And you get a little, you know, thing to hold it and a tripod and boom. I mean, that's a very simple thing. You can buy these lights now that are not that expensive, but they literally fit in your pocket. They're literally the size of an iPhone and they're battery powered. They have a good battery and they have amazing bright LED, different colors, RGB and everything like that. You can throw those. You can have it on you. So you have great lighting and you can have, you know, backlighting and stuff like that. And then you can buy a little, you know, a lav microphone and stuff like that. That actually sounds pretty good clip it onto your shirt and you're done. I mean, that's it. Mm. And it's completely portable. So it's just so cool to see how technology is making things more accessible. I guess maybe that's the mm-hmm. word is it makes it more accessible for us, which is really yeah. nice. So I'm that's totally nerding out of that stuff. Having a good time. <laughs> now we just got to get your little mini camp stove and uh, burn some twigs. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of twigs to burn too. <laughs> oh my god! I think those, those YouTube instructionals and unboxing and, you know, which product is better Yeah, are probably the number one influencer in how I buy products now. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I could see. Yeah. I, I don't, they, they don't influence me as much as they should, but when I do think to look at something like that, it's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and there's so many out there. There's, there's, I mean, almost anything has somebody recording right. uh, some review of it on YouTube. So mm-hmm. what a YouTube, I mean, come on, what technology has, influenced our culture more than YouTube. It seems like besides, it. besides the iPhone, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the smartphone, not just the iPhone, but smartphone and YouTube. They're like right up there in the, at the apex of, of influence. Oh, yeah. 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 And Facebook, you know, that's up there too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, you know, the difference yeah. it's in, okay. You know how I built that computer back in February. Mm-hmm. I learned everything I needed to learn through YouTube. This is where you got to distinguish though, because you have some of those guys that review, okay, this is the graphics card you need, or this is the the hard drive you need. And then you find out that those posts are being sponsored by that company. I know. And you start to go, okay, no, right. I'm not going to, tr- maybe they're right, but I'm not going to trust that. So now I'm going to go find somebody who is like, maybe they have a sponsor for something completely different and it doesn't influence their review, whatever. Right. Or then you've got the people who are like, yeah, let me give you all this quote free end quote content. But if you really want to know how to do it, buy my $2,000 program and I'll teach you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that out there. There's a lot of the, they give you free. I love it. We give you valuable content for free. It's not valuable though. It's surface level. 
It's a lot of blow sunshine up your butt content. And then <laughs> now pay me $2,000 and now I'll give you the real content. And I, I mean, I get it. That's how those guys make their money. Most of them are multimillionaires, nothing against their model, but I don't except, know. It just, it feels a little, except it's, it's disingenuous is what it is. That's I mean. the thing. It's like, if you're going to give away <laughs> valuable, genuine content, then give it away. And then also, and that's one thing, by the way, I always respected back in the day. I don't listen to him anymore, but back in the day when I listened to Cliff Ravenscraft, who was the podcast answer man, he would give away everything, everything that he taught you pretty much. He would almost give away for free on a show. The problem is, is you had to go back through like a thousand episodes and sift through the content to find what you needed, or you could yeah, pay him a thousand dollars to just teach you right now. And that right. makes sense. That's more about convenience, you know, but right. yeah, the guys that I don't know, there's, there's some of that. So it's like, you know, you got to sift through the stuff on YouTube. There's the entertainment. There's the people that are legitimately teaching you something and they're not trying to scam you or whatever. And it's, it's awesome. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I learned how to build that computer and I'm so happy with that computer that I built. And it's like, I learned all this stuff. And usually mm-hmm. when people buy or build their own computers, they run into some problem. You know, it's like, Oh, that didn't work out. I need to go fix that. And I didn't run into any problems at all. It just worked. It was mm-hmm. amazing. And so yeah. it's like the, yeah. the people that I followed were so helpful. It was neat. I like it. Yeah. I appreciate that. The YouTube people. That's why I need to become one. I'm just not a teacher. I need to become a YouTube person. You need to become a YouTube person <laughs> as well. Hey, by the you, way, Brian, you should dress up as YouTube for Halloween. Halloween. Like just a giant box with a play button on it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about dressing up as, but you um, only play ads and oh. you can't let people skip them. <laughs> <laughs> Video will start when the ads are finished people, <laughs> but the ads never finish. Be patient. Just thinking about primarily. <laughs> I was thinking about dressing up as Rose from Dr. Who. No, by the way, I'm still enjoying Dr. Who. Thank you for the recommendations. We talked about Is that what you ended up doing? Did you start in series five? That no, I actually started with one because okay. I thought, well, you know what? I'm already into one a little bit. So let's just go through that. And I'll get to five. I, I'm as I'm in excited. series one from like the sixties or no, no, 70s? no, I'm sorry. The, no, the no, 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 the reboot. The re- the, Reboot. Oh, okay, I guess okay. it's not a reboot because it is a continuation. A, yeah, it is a continuation. Yeah. Is series one the what you guys are talking about? Is that season where one? Torchwood. Is that what Torchwood spun off from? Remember uh, Torchwood? I think Torchwood was two or three. I'm not sure. Season one okay. was with Christopher. Eck, was it Eccleston or Eccleston? Eccleston. Hmm. Eccleston, who's by the way coming back to reprise his role. What? Oh well, he. They all did that for the. 50 year anniversary movie too. So, oh, okay. I guess it's, Oh, actually it's he might've been though. the only one who didn't for that one. Maybe I'm not a, of the people who are alive. So I'm watching season season one of the new series, not the sixties, okay. but the 2006 series season one. And so what I was saying last week is that, you know, I wasn't sure about Dr. Who there's some heavy stuff. There's some depressing stuff. There's some sad mm-hmm. stuff in mm-hmm. season one. And a lot of people were saying, well, it's because the doctor, he was the one who had the most like regret, I guess. I, I don't really know. I don't know all the backstory, but that's what people were telling me, hmm. which actually is not what's bothering me. It's it's the heaviness around Rose, which I was really surprised by. It's like she just really internalizes everything that happens and just broods over it. <laughs> and that's not necessarily bad. And it's certainly it's very realistic. Like, I think most people would be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that it's a bad thing or anything. It's just more of that. Wow. That's just hard to get through. Very heavy. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I remember people saying Dr. Who's this light, happy, fun show. And I'm like, uh, okay, maybe, maybe it gets that way after season one, 
but I'm going to push through it because I want the history since Eccleston is coming back. I want the history of him as a, and I love him as a doctor, by the way. I really do. Oh, that's, that's a great attitude to take on that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to have fun. I just got through the episode with the, the Dalek. So was that okay. episode four or five? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was, that was such a heavy, sad episode at the very end. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go I watch it. I think the Doctor Who villains are some of the most fascinating yeah, of they are. all television. They're not really all that impressive, but they're True. fascinating. Yeah, the giant plunger on the Dalek. I'm yeah. like, seriously. Right. <laughs> they're, sometimes you like have to scratch your head while looking at a Dalek or yeah. at a, um, oh man, what are the cyber or the cybertronic men? Is that what they are? Oh, I don't know yet. Why am I? I haven't gotten that far anyway, but yeah, you kind of go, they're not really all that threatening. And yet the way that they write them is makes amazing. them threatening. Yeah. Mm. And that's and the thing makes them what they are, but the Dalek were from the sixties. And so sticking a plunger on a metal Tron thingy, let's like, okay, well that's pretty cool. That's just what they did back then. I mean, we look at it now and we go seriously, but whatever. I mean, you, you know, can't unru- uh, you can't outrun basically a the plunger glorified Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look man. out. It's going to plunge me to death. It's like in, uh, in Austin powers when he's driving that really slow yeah, that, steamroller steamroller. Yeah. And he's like, ah, no. And it's like, he's still 20 feet away and the get guy out won't of the move. Way. <laughs> he won't move. It's like that. Oh no, I'm going to get plunged to death. Run Cybermen. Just okay. wait for the Cybermen. Okay. Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's fun. And then Umbrella okay. Academy still watching. And by the way, here's a cool part about season two of Umbrella Academy. I was not that impressed with episode one. Episode two, though, got better. And I just finished episode four a couple days ago. And I was just like, ah. Why'd you skip three? <laughs> it's just he just kept talking about it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question, though. <laughs> no, I, I really am enjoying it now. It's starting to kind of take off and starting to come together. So it's cool. It's good. I oh. so far I'm liking it better than season one. Well, dude, I I have to throw this in there. When I was listening to the show last week yeah. uh, with you guys, uh, you had mentioned that you were out looking for a some kind of easy going fun show that you can get into. What is that? Am I Am I misquoting yeah, you? Magical, or? happy, positive, and yeah. you know, really gets the imagination going. Well, I, I thought, dude, why not get into Buffy the Vampire Slayer? There are that's light and fluffy. Oh, no, totally. No, not there's, dark at all. Oh, there's like there's a it gets dark later on. Or, or yeah, but uh but there's she some, spends her nights patrolling graveyards. But it's so much fun. (laughs) There are demons. (laughs) Joss Whedon and and I mean it's 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 the progenitor to Firefly. I mean and and how he he develops characters and the dialogue between them is it's if you liked Firefly, I really recommend just it's something you can immerse yourself in. Wait, is is Buffy I would have suggested it except for it it is like probably one of the darkest shows I've ever watched. (laughs) No, but it's it it might be there there are dark parts, but it's 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 not a dark I wouldn't call it a dark show. I mean it's it's a it's a very fun show because of the character interactions and and the character development, I think. So well, I, I, mean, I don't disagree with that at all, but I also think it's very dark. Yeah, it can be. It I can mean, be. Yeah. they are, what are, they're on, they, the city they live on is Sunnyvale. on a hell mouth, yeah. right? Yeah, hell mouth. And yeah. so yeah, oh, there are right. all manners of demons and vampires that roam the streets. Are attracted to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, okay. So to, so to just, distinguish I'm not here. saying that it's bad at all because it's yeah. one of my favorites, but so, to distinguish what a born, 
warn Brian here that it is very dark. Well, hold on. Let me distinguish about the darkness here. Heavy and dark. So like when I think of, you know, a bunch of like Harry Potter has, you know, dark forces running around and doing stuff like that. And that to me is not heavy until they start to get into what was it? The like the fifth and sixth. It was the fifth movie. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, where, where uh, Malfoy starts to really get depressed and, you know, getting like sad about what he's doing and stuff. Was it this? That might've been the sixth one. That was the sixth one. So that was the um, half blood prince. Yeah. Half blood prince and on gets very heavy. Well, and Cedric dying and everything. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I I think that that was hard too. I'm sure he's talking about the movies. Yeah, no, but Goblet of Fire, I think, is where it starts to get dark. Just just hints at dark. True, and then after true. that, it's pretty dark. So. But it really didn't bother me until Half but Half Blood Prince. And even then, I still love the movies and stuff like that. I haven't watched the books, but <laughs> you like that? I haven't watched the books either. <laughs> I haven't read the movies and watched the books. So <laughs> but yes. So when I'm talking about like heaviness, heaviness is like okay, it's depressing. It's there's no hope essentially. Like you really feel overwhelmed with heaviness and even potential darkness versus like if it's just kind of light fun, then there's things running around and she's kicking their butts and stuff. You know, maybe not that big of a deal. See, if Buffy that starts sense. out that way, I think starting in season five or six, it starts to get darker, mm-hmm. but for the most part, yeah. I mean, what Miss I said is has, has merit, but I, I would disagree with her and how dark it is. I, I think it's Buffy is more, fun character development and interaction both between the the Scooby squad or whatever they're called uh, the Scooby gang you know Buffy and Willow and Xander and and uh, Giles and yada yada their interactions and also the interactions between them and the bad guys are a lot of fun in that show so I mean Joss Whedon's in, I mean he's really coming into his own in that sure. show mm-hmm. okay. and then Angel is just an extension of that and that's also a really good show interesting uh, but but if you really want to get, you know, it's it's a it's several seasons long, really immersive, um, and just fun, in my opinion. Uh, that's that's where I would go to. Okay, well, I'll always yeah. check it out and see if it's you know if it's my style. Or yeah, not. there you go. Cool. Oh, and yeah. then by the way, the other thing I want to mention is that you guys talked about Fringe, and I had no idea that <laughs> JJ was involved that he created Fringe because yeah. I thought finally something that JJ did that did not suck. I actually liked what little I saw of Fringe. I only saw a few episodes, but the few episodes I saw, I really liked, and I had no idea. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Good. Nice. That's true. Yep. He did do some good stuff in his earlier days. Except for Lost. That was just a joke. <laughs> You're Come talking on. to somebody, not not me. You're talking to Miss Ice here, who absolutely adores <laughs> Lost. <laughs> I'm just I letting you know I wouldn't say that. absolutely adores, but I, I find it fascinating. And it's most of the reason... Well, yeah, it's definitely up there, but most of my love from that show actually came after I started reading the books that were associated uh, with the episodes. Oh, so it huh. kind of deepened my understanding of where they were taking every episode. And Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know there were Alberta. books. That, were the books based on the show or vice versa? Vice versa. The, shows, oh, weird. the show used classic literature and even a little bit of modern stuff to kind of inform storylines. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. Nice. There is a podcast out there that may or may not have me reviewing all of the books <laughs> for the show. May or may not. <laughs> cannot that confirm or is. deny that. I cannot confirm or deny that I may have read 56 books oh in my gosh. two weeks. Wow. <laughs> sounds like Star Trek books. Um, That's awesome. Speaking of Star Trek. Yeah, let's get into Lower uh, you Decks. Guys, yeah, you mentioned Lower Decks last week. And I so I, I re 
upped my CBS All Access account mm-hmm. just to watch this show. Now, there's two. There might be three by now, but there were two when I watched it episodes available. It's one of those where they're doing one episode a week till it's done. And dude, the two I saw, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm not a big Rick and Morty guy, only because I just haven't gotten into it. I'm sure if I did, I would love it because mm-hmm. it's it, what little I've seen of Rick and Morty. It's my thing. This show is basically Star Trek Rick and Morty. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, it Both is. Both the style and the writing are Rick and Morty, but it's Star Trek canon. What I liked about it was that not only was the writing pretty funny, it was also very irreverent. And Yes, it is. And there were a lot of funny, obscure Star Trek references that yeah. they threw out there. Like the Janeway maneuver. Only someone who's watched uh, Voyager is going to yeah. know what the Janeway maneuver was. Yeah. And they don't explain it to you in the show, but they bring it up and they talk about it for a little bit. And uh, the only thing I'm going to say, though, is I was kind of surprised that it's rated TV 14. Maybe I'm just an old timer here, but it felt like that show was a little bit more mature than a 14-year-old is that the FCC would say a 14-year-old is appropriate for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's true. There's more language in there, I think, than I was expecting for a 14, for sure. Yeah. But it's not... Just language and, and content. Just yeah. the, There was a lot of adult content in that show. And not even that it's like adult inappropriate. It's just that adult that younger people are going to be like, what? More like well, that. Well, I don't know about that. But, you know, like I said, I think it's... the F, I'm just surprised that the that the ratings... Is it the FCC that applies those ratings? Who's who's the well because it's streaming? I actually don't know. Okay, well, whoever applies those ratings, I was a little surprised that it was that low. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting to me because you know I have seen every single Star Trek movie slash TV show ever made, except for maybe a couple of the original episodes that I think I might have accidentally missed, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but other than that, I've seen everything. So it's like, it's definitely done in the essence of Star Trek. And like you said, there are those little hidden gems that they throw in. Like every Klingon's name has an apostrophe in it. Like that was hilarious. You know, there's like <laughs> these little things in there that you're like, yeah, if you're a Star Trek fan, you're laughing with them. But on other hand, it's like some of it doesn't feel like Star Trek at all. It's like they are. Huh. And I guess part of it's like that officers in Starfleet would not act like that. Of course. They just wouldn't. So in that sense, it's like you're, you're taking Star Trek reality out of the equation and it's just a complete fictional. It's almost like Star Trek satire. It's what it yeah, is. it's like, you know, based on a true story and then inspired by a true story. It's more like inspired yeah. by Star Trek, but not it's not Star Trek, if that makes sense, because it it, it wouldn't be like that. On the other hand, Interesting. I am uh, refreshed by the humorous side of things. It's like Galaxy Quest, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like the Orville, which I mentioned last week. You know, it's like a comedy version of a Star Trek genre, which I appreciate. On one hand, I'm like, I'm laughing a lot. And on the other hand, I'm like incredibly annoyed by the show. <laughs> and I don't even know everybody's names yet. That's another thing, too, is I feel like the character development is still a little shaky because I, I don't I know who they are on screen. Yeah. But I don't know their names and I don't know. Right, you couldn't say that's that. That's this person. That's this person. I, yeah. So it's Ensign yeah. Beckett. You know, it's the main girl that is the daughter of the captain. And it's kind of like this, this girl's crazy and all that. She annoys yeah, the crap out of me. Like, I don't <laughs> like her as a character in any way, shape or form. I mean, there's like a couple uh, things yeah. once in a while that she'll mention and I'll laugh at. But I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you could get rid of that character and I wouldn't miss her. <laughs> That's so funny. there are, are things like that that it's just like, uh, but here's the funny part. Like I, I get done watching it and I go, by the way, so I asked this question on the Facebook group and I said, has anybody seen it? And and I would say that all of the responses were, eh, or not going to watch it. 
No interest. Oh, okay. No one huh. said they liked it. Very surprised by that. Um, yeah. And at one point, I think Spider-Pan, you had mentioned, um, and I that's 20 minutes I can't get back or something like that. It, <laughs> it's not that bad. He didn't like it either. No, I don't think he saw it. I think it's just a, a you know an opinion of whatever, but it's not bad. It's actually, I'm glad I watched it. I get to turn my brain off for 24 minutes or whatever the episode length is. And I get to laugh a little and it's light. It's lighthearted and it's not a waste of time. It is not 24 minutes that I want back. But at the same time, I also agree that it's kind of meh. It's not a great show. Yeah. It's not fantastic to me anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm really yeah, glad yeah, you're enjoying yeah. it though. But here's the other thing too, to put this into perspective. I really can't get into most animated anything anymore. Really? The yeah. only animated stuff that I absolutely loved was the regular show. And that was one of my absolute favorite animated whatever, but it's oh, Star Trek, the, the animated series. No, no, no. It's called the regular show. It's a, oh, they're 11 minute episodes, 11, 12 minute episodes. And I mean, it's not a kid's show. It's an, a, it's a clean show for adults that's animated and it is absolutely ridiculous. It's hilarious. It's totally great for like, if you're the nerdy geeky type, it's so when funny. When was it released or like what years? Were well, it, I think, did it go on? I think last year was the final year of it. So it was, so it's like a pretty modern day one, pretty recent. Yeah. And it's like one of them is a, is a bird and one of them is a raccoon and they're, uh, it, mm. it's ridiculous and they work on a park and like the, the boss is a gumball machine. I mean, it's hilarious, but everything they do in there is like, dude, these guys that wrote it are nerds. Like they're totally <laughs> nerds. And I actually got to meet some of the, uh, uh, one of the creators and a couple of the voice actors at dragon con. They were there oh, and it was so fun. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is such a great show. But like I, the, the brain behind it is like, these guys think like me. So that's why I liked that. But other than yeah. that, I just can't get into animated stuff. No matter what I do, it's like I try, I try, I try so I hard and I'm just like, agree with oh, that. it just drives me crazy. Okay. So that could be part of it that well, it's if, the animated thing that's driving me crazy. Maybe that's it. I don't I, know. I get that. If those of you out there haven't checked it out, if you like Star Trek and you really like Rick and Morty, I strongly recommend this show. That's how I would sum it up. It is worth watching and checking out for sure. Is mm. it worth paying for a CBS All Access subscription? Uh, mm-hmm. the jury is out on that one with, with commercials. It's six bucks a month. I'm, I'm okay with it. So. If you're watching Picard and something else on CBS, all access, check it out. Right. Either way, it's worth checking out. You might like it. You never know. Or wait till it comes out on Netflix in a couple of years. There you go. You know, <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> but or, it is, or, it's still or fun, watch yeah. it on Netflix VPN. I'll bet you anything that you can watch it from the Netherlands. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Right or now, somewhere. <laughs> Switzerland, you know, this, who knows? This podcast episode is sponsored by NordVPN. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not <laughs> you cannot right fast now. forward through the next 10 minutes of advertising. <laughs> the podcast will continue after the ads, which will never end. <laughs> All right. It's oh, the oh, only oh. VPN you'll ever need. <laughs> <laughs> what accent was that? You're going to love the VPN from us here at NordVPN. That, that was my Nordic accent. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but that's awesome. You're never oh, going to have to watch dear. stuff in your own country again. You're only going to have to watch stuff in other people's countries, which means we can't track you. I don't even know what I'm talking. All right. I've got some two songs here really <laughs> quick for music. And then we're going to wrap up. I'm a huge fan of Lecrae. Are you a fan of Lecrae, Miss Ice? I am. There's a new song he did. And usually it's like he does a bunch of stuff with other people. It's actually him and it's called Zombie mm. and it's really good. And I highly recommend it. Listen, and then I'm a huge fan of Simmel. Remember S Y M L Simmel? I've talked about him on a show before. Smile, smile. I know, or Sim Samuel. 
get some of that Samuel. So anyway, Samuel did a song called The Dark, and normally he's very much an acoustic, very calm. It's very beautiful music that he normally does. This almost has like this. I don't even know what you'd call it, like Southern style. I don't know. You'd have to listen to it, but it's really catchy. It's really good. I think it's his best work from the standpoint of musicianship. I don't know if it would be like his best song per se, but it's just really, really fun to listen to. So totally recommend that. And of course, I'll throw them on the 2020, the TRBS 2020 playlist on Spotify. So check it out. I wish I could play them on the show right now. I mean, if I could just play a snippet right now and be like, oh, check this out. And you could be like, oh, I love this or oh, I hate this. And you would know and it would get into your soul. And then, you know, the uh, the the watchdogs would be coming after me and saying season desist or else. There's another podcast I listen to regularly. It's called Our Fake History. Mm -hmm. And he just found out the guy who does the podcast. He just found out that if you're couching the segments of music in an educational sort of way like mm-hmm. you're educating people he did a show on the history of rock and roll and like who who really invented rock and roll he was trying to dispel myths about who really invented rock and roll etc and when he first aired the episode he couldn't throw all the music segments that he really wanted to yeah. so he made like a, a musical list on youtube and he had to reference it in the show well he found out from some of his lawyer listeners after the fact you actually the way your show is 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 formatted, you totally can throw those into your show. And so he re-released that episode recently huh. and it's really good. But so apparently, according to some lawyers, told him that, that for educational purposes, you are allowed to do that. But I don't think your show would fall into that category. Well, if I'm reviewing it, that is technically educational. And in Maybe. fact, I've heard that on YouTube as well, that if you're reviewing something and you're not using it for like your intro or for entertainment right. purposes. Like you're actually saying this is a song that I'm reviewing and I'm promoting this dude. You're technically allowed to play it on YouTube as well, but there's a lot of disagreement in that. And that's the problem is mm. that this is one of those gray areas. And, you know, having been in radio and understanding music law and stuff like that, I've been through this stuff. This is one of those gray areas that the only yeah. reason that this is a problem is because there are greedy people that want more Lawyers. money. No, it's not even the lawyers. It's the people that own the rights to the music (laughs) and they pretty much own the musicians. And it's amazing how many people that I've, how many bands and and musicians and artists I've talked to that have said, I don't care if you use my music. I want you to because you're promoting (laughs) me and I'll get more listeners and more sales. Like, please. It's the record labels and other ASCAP and BMIs and all that, that, you know, help to protect the musicians as well, which is really good. You're an ASCAP. It's a double S. That's right. You ASCAP. (laughs) So I don't know. I, I want to get to the point where I want to sit down with one of those representatives and I want to say, I'm not using this to make money. I'm not using this to entertain. I'm using this to review and promote. Can I please play this without paying $250 per song? No. And they'll probably say that. <laughs> so you then, never know though. That is a passion I have is, is to share music with people. So it'd be fun. It'd be fun to try yeah. to get somehow get rights to it. But thank you for that educational moment there because perhaps there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it won't be just, it is what it is. Maybe it will be. It could be what it could be. Miss ice. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you back for two weeks in a row. I know that was a treat. Do you want to make fun listening to you guys last week? So (laughs) it was fun. Once I got my internet back, I'm glad you're back. Uh, Hopefully you'll come back in the near future. Near future. Okay. So like 11 weeks this time. A couple months. All right. Well, Captain, thank you. And as always, by the way, you can go to, uh, you know, the real Brian show.com. If you want to check out links and stuff like that, 
I need to throw this into uh, Kryptonite has been throwing those uh, little uh, mashups. <sighs> he came back with into one, the beginnings yeah. of the episodes. Yeah. Well, he did and one that, just recently and it was so beautiful and wonderful. I like that. Keep doing that, dude. That was not, number one. Thanks again for doing that. Yes. But they're, they're really funny. And number two, you throw them in at the beginning, more people are going to hear it and they're just the right length right before the intro. I loved it. Just, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> if it weren't for Kryptonite helping out with the editing of the show right now, we probably wouldn't be able to do all this because of the being extremely overwhelmed. So I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To yeah. Josh Rivers. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. Don't you hate the feeling you get when someone tells you they just chopped their fingertip off? Yeah, that feeling. Now you know what the music means. Uh, I'm still shivering. What? Yeah. Did you chop your finger off? Because I know I didn't. No, just stop it. Oh! That is I painful. Don't, I don't want to think about that. Oh. All right. Well, once again, Captain, good to have you back. I'm glad you're not oh, yeah. dead. Glad you're Me alive and, and still kicking and thriving. Never give up. Never yeah. surrender. Full speed ahead. Have a great week. We will talk to you next week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.